Push on a pedal, push on a pedal, get your heart started. Push on a pedal, push it down and up again. Get on your bike, sit on the seat, put your feet on the pedals, and ride it all around, ride it all around. Get on your bike, sit on the seat, put your feet on the pedals, and ride it all around, ride it all around. All right, we got a great show today. Why aren't we doing this anymore? This is Janet. She's here to talk about her own... Um, My experiences and new experience in cycling, which have been terrified because it's been in the city. Uh, yeah. I'm learning how to play we're in gonna, traffic. We're going to do a whole show about like what, what the scariness is uh, about that uh, in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. But like, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's I literally two days ago was my first time... Um, Riding on my new bike, I mean, new to me. It's, you know, got it used, you know, cool. It's one of those, you know, rusty mountain bikes, but it's still a new chains that mm-hmm. I put on, new brakes I put on. Mm-hmm. Um, I still have to worry about um, a helmet and apparently a headlight. Do you need headlights here in, uh, to, yeah, to legally? Yeah. I think yeah, so. I thought so. Yeah. Darn. Yep. Uh, but, you know, for safety, I, I heard it was the, taillight that's really the most important we'll is it really it. but okay. i think you do need a headlight yeah i think you there's one of them that you need but everyone recommends having both but by law is it only one that you need um nick that is the rear re- i should know this i think it's uh both i'm not sure i think it's the front actually i should know this hold on okay we got a phone call to save us hello, hello? bike talk is this nomi nomi lines yes it is hey this is nick from bike talk and i'm here hi with- nick how are you i'm great and i'm here with uh, janet and my friend Steve, and um, we're going to talk to you. Wonderful. You all soggy? Um, a little bit. A little <laughs> bit soggy. Right. Do, have you been outside in the rain? Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm actually in the middle of my rehearsal this morning. Um, but that's not in the rain? No, but I'm going to be singing in the rain, but I'm check. Oh, but you're not really. <laughs> no, but I am singing that song. <laughs> you are singing Singing in the Rain. I am, so, but it's yeah. It's you have to see the show to get it. But you'll yeah. And the show is called. The show is called Cabaret Confessions of an Eco Diva. And what's it? What can you tell us about it? A little bit. Oh, if you twist my arm, sure. Why yeah, not? Um, so the story is um, is is based on my life. It's uh, it's about trying to find a balance between being uh, an activist. Uh, and a glamour girl, and using yoga to facilitate that. Um, I've kind of been a bit of an activist all my life, or or at least acting up, And um, but I've also been a performer and uh, had to sort of step away from that because of... uh, just didn't seem to coalesce with with the, the reality of what was going on on the planet, and so I used yoga to help me work through that and um and now i think i found a fairly fairly good balance um but i still have to do my eco stuff you know riding my bike everywhere except we drove today um yeah. which was a good thing well we got a ride so we carpooled today so you know you do what you can and uh, you just do the best you can and then you also still have to live your life singing and dancing whether it's in the rain or not sounds like a good philosophy so so you're um when, when does the show start? The show opens uh, this Thursday, March 22nd, and goes to the 25th. 
Okay. So that's uh, Thursday to Sunday, and they're all at 8 p.m. And, and where is it? It's at the Matcha Theater in West Hollywood, and that's just off of um, Kings Road. Uh, it's 11, oh, 1107 Kings Road in West Hollywood. Sounds great. And uh, if somebody calls in, we'll give them, I think we have a couple free yeah, tickets, we, right? Yeah, we have two uh, free tickets to give away if you have any callers who might be interested in, in this subject. Um, I found that, you know, uh, being an activist, it's really easy to go angry um, and uh, because there's so many things, you know, piled upon so many things. But the thing is, and the reason why I use this show to uh, sort of tell my story is because I wasn't performing anymore because I felt that it really, what I was doing was not really serving any higher purpose, at least for myself. Um, and so I needed to do something that actually had a bit more of a message. And But by the same token, you can't send your message out and berate everybody. And uh, you have to, you know, have that balance. Um, and so right. the uh, the balance comes, as I say, from from in from doing yoga. In in my perspective, I mean that's not to say that you know other paths, whether it's qigong or meditation or prayer or art or or singing or whatever, works for you. But for me, it was it was uh, utilizing the yoga. So you. So I have lots of children running around here too, and their oh, little good. tutus. <laughs> in their what? There are tutus. I'm in a ballet studio at the moment. We're just doing the dance oh. rehearsal. So there's a lot that goes into the show that you're doing, I notice. Oh, my gosh. There's so much. And I'm, I mean, I'm producing it, but I'm also doing the props, and I'm doing publicity, and I'm doing uh, costumes, and, and I've forgotten how much. Because this used to be just a cabaret show. So it was myself and a band on a, on a tiny stage, and now it's a full-blown theatrical production. I have two fantastic dancers George Ortiz um, and Ken Morris, who are amazing um, in their own right. And I have a wonderful band, uh, Ron Snyder, uh, Arthur Karagas, Tagaris, sorry, pronouncing that wrong, and uh, John Puhara, who are uh, the, the eco-debos. <laughs> and, um, well, they like the Debo thing, right? Uh, we are Debo, they like to say. Um, and uh, Janet Carley has been helping me with publicity, and, and I think she's in your studio there. Yeah. And uh, so she might have some, some other things to, to say on that. And um, and pretty much, and then David Jones, David C. Jones, who's down here visiting from Canada. So we rehearsed part of the show up in Canada, and now we brought it back down here. Um, the writers of the show, of the original show, uh, were myself and Stephen, uh, C. Stephen Foster, and uh, Chuck Pelletier, who are actually touring their show that I debuted here in Los Angeles about 10 years ago, and it's called The Green Room, and they just had their opening of um, The Green Room in Ireland, so they're over in Ireland nice touring. Nice. Thank you for bringing Ireland into it on St. Patrick's Day. That, exactly, exactly. So I'm sure they're wearing green and, and drinking lots of uh, Guinness and who knows what else. It's got Irish whiskey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And orange is also apparently a color. Orange is the yes, yes. But I think that gets a little more political, isn't it? I, I can't remember. Is that the Protestants or the Catholics? I think we were saying it's like the, it was the nor- color of the northern Protestants. Yeah. Wait, no, really? Protestants? I thought yeah, there's, there's, there is definitely the orange aspect. There's a there's a big political aspect of that um, with the orange. So, but they're all green, right? And we like green because today is St. Patrick's Day, and and green is the environmental color, and 
And, you know, as, as Kermit you know, said, it's not easy being green, but like I say, we do our best. So tell me about, also, I met you at the West Hollywood Bicycle Coalition. Mm -hmm. That's that so was, awesome. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm so excited because, um, well, living in L.A., I mean, yeah, I drove around. I had a little bug that I drove around for many years. And um, and then I had a bicycle, but it was a little scary riding on the, on the roads here. Uh, I was living in the valley at the time, and... Actually, just as I was going back to Canada, they put in bike lanes. So that was fabulous because the roads are nice and wide. Um, there's lots of room to do that. But uh, so when I would come down and visit, I was staying with some friends in the valley, and I would always ride around on my bike there, and they would always be a little nervous about me because, um, you know, they don't, they don't ride their bikes at all. <laughs> um, and I also was not doing, I was doing a bad thing. I was not riding with a helmet. So um, I'm getting a helmet, a headlight, and um, I, uh, I like the fact that you can actually ride around on the sidewalk here where it's a little bit safer sometimes. Um, I found some really great routes looking on your map that I got at the Coalition because I've been basically, since I've been down here, I decided I don't want to get a car, I, so I've been using the zip cars. I have an account there, and other than that, I've just been riding my bike, and it's so easy to get around. It's just, you know, because it's pretty flat, other mm -hmm. than the hills, obviously. Well, so uh, you're coming, yeah, well, so you're integrating into the scene here pretty well. And I'm sorry, say that again? So you're 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 seamlessly uh, entering the bikes, the world of bikes here in Los Angeles. But oh, yeah. Well, I've always ridden my bike. Um, well, certainly back in Canada. And on, um, I live on a little island called Salt Spring Island, and I'm on the Transportation Commission there because right. I, I wanted to help shift things because it's this, it was for a while there, it was the same people doing the same thing, and nobody's riding their bikes. And it's funny because I'm on the Transportation Commission, and I say, okay, can we do a carpool? I have two people who drive past my place. It's very, very hilly there. But we had done a transportation tune-up workshop that I had facilitated um, with our our local government. And uh, basically it was to try to get people out of their cars, whether that's taking the bus or carpooling or, or what have you, or biking, obviously. And um, it was amazing that mm -hmm. people, they still, there's one person in their car and they're still driving and big honking trucks because it's, you know, kind of the country. And um, so I keep I keep trying. I'm, there's, there's actually another fellow on the board who rides, and I don't even know what it's called, but he actually got hit on his bicycle, and um, he still rides this thing. It looks kind of like a pod, and it's low to the ground, and he kind of gets in this sort of egg-shaped pod, hmm. and that's what he cycles. Do you, I don't know. Do you know what that's called? Well, is it recumbent? That sounds very familiar, yeah. Well, they don't so he, have a pod, but I, I mean, maybe. He's, yeah, he's got a shell around him, so he says he feels much more protected than that. But huh. um, I thought that was pretty brave for him because he's he he walks with a cane now because um, he'd been hit on his bike. So he and I, and there's one other fellow who are very much um, pushing this um, the bike lane issue on the island, and for. The first year that I was on this board, our Ministry of Transportation, it was all, uh, you know, status quo. We're not going to change. No, 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 no. And I'm a firm believer that this is the time that things are changing. We're, if, if I may say, we're entering this age of Aquarius where the consciousness, where people are getting it, where, which is why, you know, we've got so much 
drama going on on the planet, I think, uh, politically and everything. But I think things are changing. People are get starting to get it. Thinkers, people are thinking for themselves as opposed to just, you know, going with the status quo. So after a year of hearing that, no, 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 we don't have the money, we don't have the, the space to put in these bike lanes, we're getting bike lanes. And, um, you know, they're not all over the island just yet, but they are uh, in the um, they are in the works. And this summer, in June, we've got this thing called Bello Village coming to Salt Spring Island. We're the first oh, wow. stop in, um, at least in British Columbia, I don't know about the rest of Canada, uh, but we're going to have uh, a thousand, sorry, ten thousand people hit this island, and the island's population is about ten thousand. Wow! Uh, yeah, so it's going to be great. We're also having the very first ferry that is bicycles only um, to facilitate this um, this event. So I'm very, very excited about it because it's, um, you know, it'll again, it'll be more awareness. It's more family oriented. Where we've had many critical mass events there, but I find the critical mass events tend to be a bit more aggressive and political and all the rest of it, which is, you know, we, we, we need that as well. We need all the voices, right, to make the shifts happen, but it is happening, and so when people get frustrated and go, oh, you know, nothing's changing and I can't do anything, it's, that that's not the case. I think we just need to open up our vocal cords and speak and tell people, tell our government who actually work for us what we want, um, and uh, and it will happen. We just have to do it in a kind and compassionate way, I think. Well, it sounds like you're really making things happen in, a, well, in different areas. Sorry, go ahead. In different areas. Uh, well, some people areas. might call me a shit stirrer. <laughs> oh, can I say that on the air? Too yeah. late. <laughs> it's okay. Um, but we all we we can all do that, and if that's all it takes is just everybody putting in a little bit of effort, and then there's other people who maybe are doing so much more than than a lot of other people, and then maybe they don't have to burn themselves out by doing as much if everybody just does a little bit. I want, and that's yeah, that's a great idea. And I want to um, just before I open this up with Janet and Steve here, but I want to I want to sure. ask you about one more thing you brought up sure. at the benefit. Uh, the other night was that the conservative politicians in your country oh yeah are are sort of trying to take so, away the gains that have been made they're taking away the what that's the, been made? the progress that's been made in, in bike infrastructure well um oh, oh oh okay i know what you're talking about you're talking about in vancouver so um the uh, the government, the mayor of Vancouver put in bike lanes, and they were very expensive, and they're beautiful, and they're fabulous. They're very similar to the um, Amsterdam style, you know, where you've got a whole lane of traffic, and then you've got both directions of the bike lanes in that lane of traffic, and we've got lights. So it's very expensive, but you've got the conservative government who lost out in the latest election. They wanted to just rip them all out, so it was a big, would have been a big waste of money, um, you know, why not just leave them there or whatever? But they, they are staying there because the, um, Gregor Robertson, he got, he got back in. Oh, okay, but, um, but, uh, I don't know if you know what else is going on in Canada right now. Um, our prime minister, who, who I'm not particularly fond of, uh, it looks like he's, he rigged the, not him personally, I'm sure other people were paid, but, um, that they rigged the election so that they could win. So it was a very, it's, it's 
But the thing is, there's no more secret. So um, I don't think he's going to get away with it. But the thing is, is these are the tactics that have been used um, to just basically bully people and, and do what they want, push their mandate through, even though um, 65% of the population did not vote for this man. It's Our, our political system is, is very different to uh, the American system. It's, I think it would be much better. Um, but that's something else that we're working on is to change how we, how we get the politicians in power in the first place. It's just amazing that they would be against bike lanes. Like they, they're already there, and they want to rip them out. Yeah, well, it's because it was so unpopular with a lot of the drivers. People were very, uh, oh, well, I used to when I used to ride my bike uh, from the university there to where I was working, which is in Gastown, and that was about a eight mile ride there and back. Um, you know, we had no bike lanes. This is back in the eighties, and I would get screamed at constantly. Actually, I got screamed at the other night. <laughs> riding my bike with my blinking lights and everything and I was going down La Cienega and some guy said you're going to kill someone <laughs> and then he turned off and I thought should I follow him <laughs> did you feel the I road didn't. rage I, huh? did you have road rage I didn't have road rage he did I think but I was thinking how am I going to kill somebody you could kill me sure but I don't think I could kill someone by riding them over in my bike but um so that kind of surprised me because I had not experienced that since, you know, the 1980s when I'd ride my bike in Vancouver, and I got it all the time. There were not a lot of bikers. But now that we have bike lanes, bikers are much safer, obviously, and more and more people are using them. So it's, again, it's this, what we call the conservative government. They're trying to say that people don't want these things. There are a few people who, who don't, but I think there's more and more people who are seeing the value in them and um it's just going to take a little bit more time so thankfully you know we we got the same government back in who put them in put the bike lanes in and we'll be able to um utilize uh those and and get more and more people out and i think more family i think this fellow village thing mm -hmm. will be a really good push for that because it's it is much more family-oriented. There's workshops on, you know, how to fix your bike. They're also going to be doing uh, free bikes, you know, how they have in, the, in Amsterdam. I think they're called the yellow bikes. Mm. And basically, they're going to be painted different colors. We've been getting volunteers to um, supply bikes to, um, to just leave anywhere around the island for people to use when they need them, and then they just put them back in these designated spots, kind of like the zip cars. Mm-hmm. But for bikes, yeah. It's great. Sounds great. And so it's Velo Village, and it's when? It's in June, and I forgot to check. I think it's June 20th and 21st weekend. On the island of Salzburg? Salt, Salt Spring. Sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Salt, Salt Spring Island. Um, and it's a, it must be a big island. Uh, 17 miles long. But they're also having it in Vancouver. Like, it's it's not just a a local thing it's it's all over there it's um it's it's uh it's definitely sort of reaching out into smaller communities as well as the big cities um it sounds um it sounds great so yeah. I'd, like to, I'd like to open this oh and it's probably online uh velo village you just -E -L, yeah village yeah it's definitely online um, so I'd like to open this up to Janet and Steve who are in the studio and Chicken Leather has wandered in. And, sure. And uh, let's uh, talk here. Sounds guys. good. Oh, you got to do it through the phone. Oh, 
Oh, yeah, you got to talk to the phone. So, oh, okay. Well, actually, I have Nomi to thank for. I actually have uh, Nomi to thank here to, uh, for actually getting back into cycling. Um, <laughs> because I've been so terrified. Because, I mean, certainly as a kid, you know, I had my first 10 speed or whatever. It was my first major purchase. But I grew up in the country, so we didn't really have, it was different issues. You know, it wasn't battling traffic. And so, really loved the idea, um, about the bike lanes because the other day when I was in traffic to have that shared bike lane was really, yeah. really important. I felt not only when I'm driving as a motorist that when I see that lane to be more cognizant of bicyclists and cyclists, but when I was riding the other day in traffic, it felt so good. And also along the LA river, expanding the bike lanes is certainly a huge, huge issue. So certainly, you know, I've, nice. I have nobody to thank for that. And also I am biking for a greener, LA. Um, now, Naomi, um, how was the party the other night? How did you enjoy that? And uh, did you get any tips? How was tip? the what? How was how the, uh, the fabulous folks at the uh, Los Angeles uh, County Bicycle Coalition with the West Hollywood uh, folks? Oh, it was awesome. I mean, it was packed. It was great that, this, uh, you know, so so many people are, are getting it. And, I mean, there's definitely some older people there, but I have to say it's the younger generation, and isn't it always who's going to you know, solve the problems, right? Um, no, everybody was so friendly, and I love the fact that um, that uh, they're giving away the bike maps because that's a really important tool. I don't know if you've used it yet, Janet. But I, I have, actually. It it's been very, very incredible. And then they were also telling me about this other um, program that I guess they run through the weekends. I, maybe um, you guys know um, the organization a little bit better. I think it's called sustainablestreets.org, where they have on the weekends these... Um, confidence city cycling training type programs, and they said that oh, they would give away a right. helmet and stuff, which makes yeah. me certainly feel more confident on the roadway. Yeah. Um, and then now, now we give some uh, reasons why bicycling certainly you know saves on fuel and stuff rather than a car. But what are some of the other ways that it it you know helps to green up uh, <laughs> the lovely world here? I'm sorry, say that again, Janet. Uh, the, the, list some other reasons of why. Um, of cycling can actually, you know, um, be an eco-friendly uh, mode of transportation. Well, yeah, you, you're saving on gas, you're saving on your carbon footprint, um, but you're also getting exercise, um, which is, you know, a great thing. Um, and uh, we, we, we just, we need to stop the sprawl of everything, and that's another issue. Um, and if you can get more people out on their bikes, then you've got more space to... You know, maybe grow food. <laughs> that would be a good thing. Um, GMO-free food, of course. Uh, but, um, no, and it's also, you get to see more. You get to, I mean, I passed a guy on the bike yet last night coming home from rehearsal, and he had his music box in his, in his, um, in his little basket, and, I said, oh, excuse me, can I pass you by? Oh, yeah, hey, have a good night. Okay, you too. Hey, watch out for that pothole. You know, and you're having a conversation with somebody on the bikes. And even on Salt Spring, you know, I'm riding down the hills, and, you you know, we've got big, big hills there. And, uh, you know, you see somebody coming up a hill, and you're going down the hill, and you're like, oh, yeah, I have it easy. Sorry, you have to do the rest of the hill, and you make a little joke back and forth from across the road with each other. So it's community building. It really, really is. It's... um yeah, I mean, there's so many good things about it, yeah. and we need to build more community, in my humble opinion. 
Yes, indeed. <clears throat> By the way, this is Steve, and I was just handed the phone. I'm, uh, well, hi, Steve. Hi. I first um, just want to salute your activism. You, you, your energy is infectious, and it's, it oh. sounds like you really, you're, you're just a model citizen in terms of being active, serving on the board of the transportation, I guess it's commission, and really just doing what you can to bring biking to the fore more. And so anyway, I well, thank props you. Thank to you. You. <clears throat> you know, um, I uh, have curiosities about people who come and from biking a lot in another place and then they bike here in L.A., and I'm just curious to know their how they experience the differences. But the one thing is I'm curious – so have you? So you you do a little bit of biking here, you say? Mm-hmm. And I've been biking the whole time I've been here, except great. for when I need to do the zip car. Yeah. Yeah, and um, how do you find the distance factor? I mean, like LA is so spread out compared to other places. Do you? Uh, well, I mean, let's see. I'm staying in West Hollywood. I'm rehearsing up on Highland in Santa Monica. I don't know how many miles that is, but what it takes me like half hour. Uh, the distance isn't su- such a big deal for me because it's it's so flat compared mm-hmm. to where I am. Mm-hmm. It's easy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, there's a the time factor, mm-hmm. but um, in LA, I mean, it's actually faster for me to ride a bike than it is for my. I might go to ride back uh, from rehearsal with my friend the other day, and um, I it was it was. I think it takes me ten minutes to ride here. Mm-hmm. Um, to this studio to, for, to rehearse, and it took him about 20 minutes to drive. Yeah, because of the traffic traffic lights. Yeah, that's one thing that I think a lot of people don't realize is that even with the distances and everything, the traffic is often so bad that it's you exactly. get there faster by car. Oh yeah, I mean if you had all green lights and and um, no traffic, yeah, you'd, you'd beat the bikers, but no, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, and then the other aspect is too is is you know, and I, uh, you can zigzag. You don't have to wait for the lights. You don't right, have to, right. you know, it's way faster. Yeah. Zigzag. Zigzag. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you Going mean. on the sidewalks and then going, I know it's probably, um, I'm, I'm pretty, I, uh, as you can tell, I'm pretty, I can be pretty assertive. So I just, I just go where I need to. And then, um, you know. You know, that's another thing. I'm, I'm, I'm quite curious about is um, the 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 fear factor and things. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's a common thing for people who don't uh, haven't spent a lot of time on a bike in their life to right. to be fearful. Um, I was one of those people who grew up riding from a very young age, and I'm from Boston, and it's um, in many ways the opposite of LA because it's so compact. And but. Um, I don't have a lot of fear when I'm riding in L.A., um, but, of course, I have a confidence level. And um, there's more and more bike lanes, which is great. Yeah. Um, I, I think that um, cars, as, as much as people will make expressions of road rage, they tend to give you a bit of a ber- wide berth. I don't know. I just I, I want to under- sometimes understand more the fear because... There's the confidence level of being on a bike in general, that that fear part. But the part of a car is going to hit you, sometimes I think it's a little more fear there than needs to be there. But, but anyway, but if you have any thoughts on that 
in LA versus Salt if Spring. I, if I'm feeling like I don't have enough room, that's the nice thing about LA. Is I was just going on the sidewalk, um, and I've passed lots of cop cars. So I, first I was like, uh oh, I'm going to get in trouble because you're not allowed to ride on the sidewalks. You're also not allowed to ride without um, a bike helmet in Vancouver. They'll ticket you. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, but here that doesn't seem to be a problem and I figure it's because the traffic is so much and I'm sure the police have other issues to deal with but um, I no I don't I find it very people are very very respectful including people on the sidewalks which really floors me because I'm thinking so I'm saying excuse me and I'm apologizing for going and they're and they're apologizing to me and I'm like no 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 I'm I'm the one who shouldn't be on the sidewalk and I find people very very here. Yeah. I mean, I love L.A. I, I think people are really friendly here and, and uh, open, and um, uh, I think maybe we're a little bit more grumpy up in Vancouver because we have all this rain, which yeah. you guys are getting today. <laughs> By the way, if I'm not mistaken, I think the city of West Hollywood, which is actually separate from Los Angeles, or it it's, its, own, it's its own city, they passed uh, an ordinance or whatever is the law where it actually is okay to ride on the sidewalk, if I'm not mistaken. Oh. I think I that's, didn't know that. that's I think good. that's true, which I believe is a good idea. Um, yeah, you know, in the right context, I mean, you have to be respectful. Yeah, in in all ways. Um, and I'm just I'm just looking at the time here, guys. I'm I'm so sorry. I have a piano player I'm paying for, and some some dancers. And I'm wondering if maybe you wouldn't mind uh, talking to the director about the show. He's also an avid cyclist. He's got a great butt. <laughs> Sure. I was telling him, I said, David, you have such a nice butt. He goes, because I cycle. <laughs> so would it be possible to just pass you over to him at this point, and then Abs- I can just get back to rehearsal here? Sure, absolutely. Okay, okay wonderful. I want to thank you all for, for this opportunity, though, and and also for the... Um, thank you, Nomi. Hello? Yeah, it's Nick. I'm sorry, just saying thank you. Oh, okay, wonderful. Well, let me pass you over to David one second, and here he is. You can hear the piano in the background here. Okay, thanks, guys. Thanks, Janet. Thanks, Nick and Steve. Uh, have a wonderful rainy afternoon, St. Patrick's Day, and and uh, enjoy your Guinness tonight. <laughs> Absolutely. This is chicken leather. I'm going to enjoy my Guinness. Yes. Okay, take care. Here's okay. David. Okay, David. Hello. Hi, David. So you ride your bike. Are you riding it today? <laughs> you know what? I have a tough time riding in the rain because I'm a glasses wearer. Well, you've. So I normally do, but uh, sometimes because uh, I, I don't have a proper glasses protector. Uh, have you ever thought of getting those goggles like the NBA guys do? I have thought about it. Ah, see, so so it, so we have sparked some sort of thing. I'm wondering. Um, I, one of the questions I wanted to ask her is: I rode over here, and uh, I have the advantage of having something like a, a little condom. Uh, made out of those yellow kind of rain suits and stuff. It's almost like a little shell. I was wondering do, if uh, if you ride that way or or, or oh, what? Oh yeah. Well, I'm from Vancouver, of course, oh. so we're near a rainforest uh-huh. uh, uh, there, and so uh, I have the the full rain pants and full rain gear uh, and gloves for when the weather is uh, uh, less than uh, in, inclement. You know, I used to be this uh, years ago. A total fair weather uh, bike rider, uh-huh. uh, and then we got hit by a bus strike in Vancouver. Oh, uh, so the buses were not running for about almost two months. Right, 
And so then it was like, okay, I'm just going to have to suck it up. I'm going to have to start biking <laughs> in the rain. And then I found out, hey, this is quite doable. <laughs> you I, just got to wrap yourself up. That, that sounds fantastic. I, I, we, we hear, I think I have to beat people over the head to remind people that there is a subway. The only time they ever bring up subway is when there's a, a terrorist action. They say, hey, you know, the terrorists are going to blow up the subway here in L.A. And I look at them and go, well, first of all, I don't think anybody knows there's a subway. <laughs> but but uh, as I say that, I love riding rail, and everybody always goes, well, won't you ride a bus? And I said, if I get a choice between rail and a bus, I'll, I'll take rail. There seems to be more room, and now Metro has relaxed it and even taken out a section of seats for bicycle riders and strollers and the odd person that wants to stand there Um it seems yeah. fantastic. I'm wondering if if you've ever relied on rail. I know it doesn't go to West Hollywood yet, but it might be at some point. <laughs> well, again, uh, from Vancouver, they just uh, in Vancouver with the we have a the sky train as opposed to a subway. It goes underground a little bit, but mostly there. And they just a couple of years ago changed it so they could bring bikes on there. Vancouver, um, Vancouver, sky train. Does it fly too? This train. It does not fly. It's, on, it's, sort of, it's sort of like they get they're trying to make it look like a monorail. Oh, I like that. Put it, put it up, but every now and then it ducks underground because of the neighborhood. But yeah, you can take bikes on there, which I find super handy because if you're trying to get, you know, if you're trying to get a great distance, then uh, biking up to the up to the uh, subway or sky train, traveling, uh, you, know, you know, the hill or whatever, and then getting back on the bike is incredibly handy for getting around. Well, I, I, I've been reminded my, by my producer that it's not always about bikes and stuff. Tell me about your show. Oh, oh there we go. <laughs> is, that, is that okay? I mean, can you talk about the show? Or, or... Way to speaking environmentally friendly things. Well, there you go. Uh, yeah, Nomi Lyons is an amazing powerhouse of Dynamo. I've known her for years, uh, uh, back up in the Canada age. Uh-huh. And uh, she uh, has been living down here for ages. And... Uh, as she became more environmentally uh, aware, more of an activist, she started to take uh, the the showgirl that is natural in her. Uh, she's been singing on cruise ships and been doing musical theater shows, and she wanted to combine them together uh, into a, a, a very funny yet uh, very informative uh, 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 show. So the Cabaret Confessions of an Eco Diva is hilarious. I think people can relate to it. Uh-huh. I don't know about if you're the same way, but sometimes you want to do good things for for the the planet. You know you should recycle. You know you should do things. But sometimes you just get a little overwhelmed. Yeah, like, ac- absolutely. I, I'm, I'm sort of saying good things for the planet. No. I think the good thing I'm going to do tonight is I'm not going to try and um, – Urinate in the on the on the flower bed because it's St. Patrick's Day. I'm going to try the grass. But hey, uh, uh, you you talked about cruise ships. It's dangerous to go on a cruise ship. It might be safer to be in West Hollywood nowadays. Oh, totally. That that was in her past, of course. Yeah, totally in her past. She hasn't done that uh, uh, in years. But so I just think that's where she came from as a showgirl, you know, as an entertainer, as a as a performer, and now she's uh, you know an eco Nazi. So, I, I like that. It, it, you know, the, and I bring up the cruise ships because it, it's a confined space or something. It reminds me of, of something that you probably want to get out on your bike and have some freedom. There's this. Uh, we were talking with uh, Steve Ray, who brought out a book about Hollywood bikes. Uh, you know, you know, um, and it's about stars biking and stuff. And it seems when they're in all these like uh, 
Shakespearean pieces or something. You, they catch pictures of them on on bicycles when they're oh, not that, on the that, set. Is that the, is that, is that the black and white photos? I saw that yeah. in the paper the other day. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's great with people like Arnold Hitchcock and Young Starlets. Absolutely, stuff. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah, that was wild. Yeah, and and uh, the reason I bring it up is uh, uh, you did some Shakespeare and stuff. Did you ever take that point? I mean, it, it can get thick doing all the the bard and everything that. You just need to release sometimes and go, okay, I need 10 minutes away from this and go find a bike or something. Oh, totally. I find particularly when I personally am working on a show, uh, going for a long bike ride or going for a swim, both, uh-huh. are, are solitary activities which really help you go over go over your lines and go over what's uh, uh, making sense of the, uh, of the work that you're doing. It's very meditative, I find. Yeah, well, it seems like L.A. has finally got his winter of discontent here. <laughs> Because it is raining, and uh, it was thick, and I know it's raining because, you know, I never noticed the rain. It's L.A., but um, when the basement fills up, I have to pump it out. And I was right. literally pumping out the basement up until about five minutes ago to, to get here on the show and stuff. Um, I, I'm wondering, how are the, uh, how's the situation at the, where, where, at the venue you're performing at? Is it leaking or something? Or, or no, what? the, the matcha theater is a- Dining Little Theater, great character. The the, the show is going to uh, be fantastic there. Um, and uh, I should remind people, this Thursday is actually pretty much sold out. Or next Thursday. Wow. Uh, it's pretty much sold out. Uh, uh, it, 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 the, the show is interactive, uh, but not kind of that scary interactive where you're dragged on the stage. Uh, and if you haven't been to the Magical Theater, it's a perfect venue for that. Uh, if you totally hate audience, uh, actors talking to you, sit in the balcony. Small <laughs> 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 balcony. But again, no one ever. Everyone has a terror, is terrified about audience interaction, but no one who interacts with the audience wants to interact with someone who looks miserable. Yes, <laughs> who exactly. Looks scared, who looks depressed, because it's just not fun. So. Don't be uh, don't be freaked out about the interaction. I'm I'm not going to, David. David, uh, just just I'm just curious. What kind of bike are you riding? You're not riding right now, but what kind of bike do you have? Do you have the number of bikes for different kinds of situations? Uh, I have a mountain bike that I use, uh, sort of like a. Uh, uh, I, I wish I knew the brand name. You know what? I. I That's okay. To, yeah. I uh, but mountain bike sounds good. Do you have it outfitted with things to get around the city a little better? Maybe slicker yeah. tires. Yeah, I've got fenders on it so that that way, uh, again, in the rain, you're not getting that big zebra stripe up your back. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, you, you tend to look like a little squirrel. I, I do the same yeah. thing sometimes. but uh... And I've actually fitted mine with a, uh, a, a trap on the back uh, with bungee cords because uh, back when I used to drive, of course, my trunk became this catch-all for all the projects that I was working on. Uh-huh. So now I have a, 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 a rat. I think it's called a rat trap. Right. Uh, that goes across the back, but I, I, I attach bungee cords to it, so that way I could attach anything to it. The, can you carry weight on there? Because I, I noticed that the old Schwinn ones that were made out of aluminum, they just they just fail right away. So yeah. nowadays there's there's uh, Dutch companies that have come out with these nice ones that you can actually put a person on almost. It seems like you can carry a lot of weight. Yeah, no, this, uh, I sometimes, when I got the panniers filled up, attached to it, plus stuff on top of that, uh, it, it has taken it. It does. It does make suddenly uh, 
you have to become very good. It's like Tetris. You have to become very good at weight <laughs> distribution. So you don't have all the heavy things on the left and the right. You're like, okay, I'll put that there and that there and that balances that and that balances that. Okay, here we go. It's funny, Tetris. That's a Russian invention and stuff. I'm, I'm, I've always... I was curious. I finally got a hold of a Russian bike uh, uh, two or three years back, and I was amazed how sturdy this thing was. You know, it, it you could ride through a nuclear winter, I think, with it. Yeah. It's it's insane. But um, let's let's get back to the show in uh, yeah. in Vancouver. Uh, so, uh, what happens if it does rain on Thursday? Is it going to be like a command performance for the five people that show up, or? Is no, it? they're all going to show because this show <laughs> is only doing four shows. Oh, okay. So only four performances. And Absolutely. And then down. So uh, it's, it's one of those things, if you snooze, you lose. <laughs> uh, well, uh, one of the so. things in Lo- Los Angeles is that uh, they always, and, and uh, I'm going to pass the phone over, is that uh, when, when it does get that way, um, it, you really... You don't make uh, amends for people that do come out in this weather, but you you kind of like are it's it's like special once once in a lifetime kind of thing. So you can just sort of brag to your friends like, yeah, I went out on that horrible night. It was the best time I ever have. Yeah, uh, I'm so thinking you do a, you do a better show for them. Yes, the ones who show up because uh, you want the ones who wimped out uh, <laughs> to, to feel bad. <laughs> All right, David. Before I, I pass, they have this uh, magazine up there called Momentum. Uh, I'm I'm wondering, have you ever been featured in a in a thing there, being a director or something, or or uh, hell, let's go all out. Maybe the you know, uh, there's all sorts of the DGA thing or something like that. Or yeah, if you if you uh, if you uh, go to my website, davidcjones.ca, you'll see uh, some of the press articles have been done on me. I haven't been featured in Momentum. Uh, well, it's only a matter of time. Uh, only a matter of time, but I've been uh, uh, profiled in all the major papers there. The I'm pretty old, so I've been profiled several times. Well, that's, that, that's sometimes fantastic. Sometimes they ask me questions that they asked me ten years ago. <laughs> well, so, yeah. it, it looks it looks fantastic. Now, now the the serious question about the show: um, How is Naomi to direct? Does she take direction, or is it kind of like me when I was directing performance art people? It was like. You really can't direct these people. You just sort of say, "Hey, maybe walk to the left or work to the light, or let's get a light over there." Where you, where it's, you're really no. dark, you know. Nomi and I both uh, trained at the same school. Oh, uh, Studio Fifty Eight in Vancouver. Uh-huh. Studio Fifty Eight really trains an actor how to be a good actor. Uh huh. Um, and also because I work sometimes as a performer and sometimes as a director, I I uh, alternate. Um, I can speak an, uh, an actor's language, so I can I can speak to Nomi in a way that she can understand. They're not coming as an outsider to where I'm coming at her from an uh, a, uh, an actor point of view. I, I like and, uh, this. She's very she's very well trained, so she she listens and she tries it, and then I can see it if it works or if I was mistaken. Uh, this this is great. It's, it, now being from the same school and you were acting together, did you have to? How did, did you cheat on each other's monologue or, or what? Like, <laughs> you can't cheat on someone's monologue. <laughs> and she went to school before me. Oh, We're okay. Friends, but she was graduated before I went to school. I'm what's called a mature student. <laughs> well, um, I'm, I'm, yeah, you, but you know what? You should totally, you should totally make sure you get down there and see this. Cause it's, it sounds like fun. Spectacular band, uh-huh. full band. It's uh, uh, two fantastic dancers. 
Uh, and you've never seen a more passionate performer than Nomi. When she wants to make you laugh, she goes all out. And when she wants to touch your heart, again, she's very open and brave. And you're going to be hearing songs. The audience, when she did the show before, sang along with some of the songs. And heck, you can win prizes. Win prizes? Yeah, the show's very surreal. It's about her three different personalities fighting with each other. Her three different personas, almost like an all about Eve thing. I was going to say Sybil myself, because I'm I'm a little too old for all about Eve, but I remember (laughs) Sybil. (laughs) There you go, Sybil, there you go. Yeah. Uh, And... Actually, All About Eve doesn't really uh, work for that. So... The thing doesn't. So, uh, but, yeah, it's more of a simple thing. And she... Uh, uh, so it's very comic as she bounces back and forth between the drunk loud singer to the uh, yoga neophyte uh, to the angry activist. And then uh, suddenly as she becomes the eco-diva, uh, the... Uh, 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 There's things like big song numbers, sing-along moments, and then trivia questions in which audience members get to compete against each other uh, and win prizes. So it's a, it's a show unlike anything you've seen before. Uh, lots and lots of fun. And she is a powerhouse. Wow. So yeah. uh, uh, are you the first one to start the chorus on The Hills Are Alive with Recycling? <laughs> I will. I'll be outside the theater screaming that. If it's raining, I'll scream it in the rain, whether I have glasses or not. Okay, so here's a serious question. Being in Vancouver and then being in L.A., which one actually is greener? I mean, come on, you can be brutally honest. Vancouver, we have a mayor right now who's quite devoted to being green. Uh Um, So he has, uh, uh, he and the city council that he's working with, uh, we've just installed bike lanes that are uh, everywhere throughout the major thoroughfares. Uh, in uh, like also Vancouver City is a smaller city than LA, right? Right. So it's a, a much more um, condensed area on a peninsula, right? So uh, we, we've got bike, major bike lanes going into all of them. We've expanded the SkyTrain service, uh, and we were trying to get into a bike share system uh, as well. But uh, because Canada or Vancouver, I don't know if all of Canada has these bike helmet safety laws. Right. The helmets are mandatory. They're now stuck with, okay, we were going to do a bike share thing. What do we do about the helmets? And what if somebody bashes their brain in when using one of our bikes? So that's held up while the bureaucrats try to figure out that one. But, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty green city. They're, they're very conscious in the architecture, yeah. too, to have uh, uh, water everywhere, like water fountains. Almost all the downtown buildings have fountains. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah, so it just gives a sense of... You know, being uh, hydrated is a, is a is a real cool thing. I mean, if you totally, yeah, yeah, and it's kind of neat that they've mandated like that sort of in the architecture of all the buildings. So we put a fountain. <laughs> well, and, I'm I'm just curious. You're you're directing this thing on e- ecology and stuff. Do you do you find yourself like not, you know, going through the trash and trying to recycle? So it's like you can set a better example or something or. Or yeah, I'm, I'm conscious of what I'm buying. Uh, the other thing that the show has really shown me and made me aware of, of what I'm eating. Uh, ah. in, in Canada and in the United States, uh, you have very lax food safety standards, and more and more things are showing that uh, the food that we're consuming, that we assume the government has uh, regulated to make sure it was safe, is very far from it. 
so that's what the show has sort of opened my eyes to, and I'm now much more conscious. I don't just put anything in my mouth anymore. Just like when we were kids. Just like when we were kids, and your mom would say, don't put that in your mouth. I, I now go, wait a minute. It, it, yeah, it's really hard. It's like even today, I heard that Burger King is giving away free fries all weekend with with green mustard or green ketchup, and I'm just going, ooh, I'm wondering what kind of dyes they're using with the green ketchup, and they're going, no, no, they're giving away free fries, and I'm going, yeah, but green ketchup—that's got to be bad for you. And and the sugar—not let's forget about the color. What about the sugar? And somebody said, you're just you're just ruining this freebie this week. And I'm saying, well, do you really want to put something from Burger King? I said I was really skeptical when I wanted to get like a Star Wars watch from them. I'm going, <laughs> I is this is this really the message I want to send to people? So yeah. you know, I'm I'm. I, if they have to trick you into getting in the store with free stuff, what does that say about their bottom line? I mean, oh, the, the amount of money that's spent on programs. There's a great film called The Corporation, and it, it really demonstrates how corporate culture, how it tries to uh, uh, basically brainwash people into not thinking and just consuming. Uh, and, yeah, certainly uh, giving away massive amounts of free fries is... Uh, <laughs> Uh, not uh, uh, not a good thing. <laughs> okay, well, I, w- I want to thank you for that, David. And um, yeah, just give the win. Well, can you tell us it. once again uh, uh, the information on uh, cabinet, uh, uh, Cabaret yeah. Confessions? Cabaret Confessions is playing at the Match of Theater Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And uh, I apologize, I'm not. Uh, well, we, not, we have uh, the information here. It's uh, the 22nd, okay. 25th. Okay. Through the 25th, and it's yeah. uh, 8 p.m. show at uh, 1107 North uh, Kings Road, West Hollywood. Yeah, and the, uh, so it's just off to the side, uh, a little bit on a side street, a uh, big silver building. And what you want to do is uh, uh, getting tickets in advance are cheaper than buying them at the door. That's uh, a great idea, this, too. This. And we heard that some of the proceeds are going to be going to some good causes. Yeah, the Tree People, which is a, a L.A.-based organization, is going to benefit from the ticket sales for the show. So you're not only having a great time, not only laughing and singing and clapping and being blown away by so much talent on stage, you are also supporting a really great cause. So what more do you want from an evening out? Well, it sounds fantastic, David. I'm going to let you get back to your your, your directing duties because you've been with us. I'm sure you're going to have to redo everything now. Yeah, you've totally changed everything back. <laughs> yeah, nice to talking with you. Okay, nice to talk to you. Okay. Oh, I'll, I'll just jump in one, and give one out one the number question. here. One, no, no, oh, yeah. no, last question. Have a great show. You're She's fabulous. Go back to rehearsal. Number, okay. I can take it from here. Um, and oh, okay. We're actually reaching okay, out to all the um, cyclist groups and there are, you know, discounts for a bunch of uh, groups that are coming down. To get your tickets, it's uh, 323-960-5770 to reserve your space. Um, but we're encouraging – it is uh, area code 323-960-5770. And actually, we did hook up with a couple of groups um, who are coming out um, Thursday night and Friday and throughout the, the performances and stuff and are specifically cycling there. Yeah, Sweet. and that's kind of the uh, big part of a lot of it. That's great. <clears throat> yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking through here and seeing George Ortiz, who uh, I think I know his brother. He's If it's the same George Ortiz, but Ortiz is a common name. But I think it is because he choreographed, yeah, here it is, the, Car- the Drew Carey show, that whole Cleveland Rocks thing. Wow. I remember that where they all dance? And it's hard to get Drew Carey to do anything. He's, he's actually choreographing this, so I guess there's some dancing. 
but but you wow. know, with choreographing, it might it might just be that he's he's stepping in front of somebody, and they had to hire somebody to figure out how to do that. <laughs> All right, so well, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. It sounds like a tremendous show, and a lot of cool folks are coming out by bike to go to it, among other things, and it's benefiting a uh, tree people, which is an amazing yeah. organization. Yeah. And there's also a lot of artists that are coming that actually I met at Art Cycle recently uh, this past year oh, down yeah. in this area. Yeah. Um, and so we're inviting a lot of the artists from there and a lot of the cyclists and people. And actually, I ran into Nick there, and that's when, you know. You know, you, you, know, you bring that up. It's like uh, Art Cycle. We, we know that uh, Dave Bell, who's uh, the president of the Neighborhood Council there in East Hollywood, and, and his uh, lovely wife, who just had a, had a child, even with the child, they were able to come down there. And it was, like, really family-friendly, uh, even aside from all the... The music and stuff. I know that uh, 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 Roadblock was was screen printing, and there was there were uh, there was a bike uh, uh, little what, what do they call that bike repair put on by the kitchen, and I was there, and I sort of suggested things because nobody ever believes I know something about a bike, but uh, it, it was uh, it, that that's what I like more. There was interaction between other people that you would never think that. Yeah, bike or it was something. amazing setup. I was like really we, impressed. We always have this sort of closed mind about who bikes and who doesn't bike and, and how tough they are and, and, and what kind of, you know, uh, jaded kind of, uh, uh, quote unquote. I, and I, I want to bring this out just because it seems that like once you get into bikes, you start, it, it's like film work. You, you know, you're, you're looking at the same films. You're dating only film people. You're only going to those kind of films. So the, the bike equivalent would be like you, you join Midnight Riders and then you go out only at midnight and you're only eating at, at, at pizza places after you've dumpster dived. There were the 12 steps they had in that film about you only dumpster dive at vegan places <laughs> in the middle of the night. I, I'd like to extend that, that afterwards, if you really go hardcore, you, you want to move up to Portland and maybe hang out with Reverend and Phil and, and star in one of his bike smut slash porn kind of features or something because they always make you out like yes you you know this this kind of essence into it you know it's like you'll you just don't want to produce this culture but you want to start breeding for the next culture and stuff which I find really hard to believe because it's like quite honestly uh, you're finding everybody and when I talk about people wearing different clothes to bike in or something. You, you're you're finding that people are just wearing the same clothes. Maybe because of the rain, they're they're putting on a raincoat or something. Yes, that's why I chickened out today um, and not run. Chicken, no pun intended. See, hey. <laughs> <laughs> but because I literally just got my a used bike the other day. Um, it was that's my fine. first time doing city running um, two days ago. Uh-huh. So I thought I may be too much of a newbie to to ride in the rain today. <laughs> <laughs> so I did chicken out a little bit. No pun intended. But um, so I mean. What would I wear and and do? Well, How it, would I prepare myself to ride today? It's, it's funny because they do make clothes specifically for rain gear, but I always find that even your own clothes, I, I and quite honestly, uh, if I could be an example, I've got something that's polyester, and they always tell you don't wear cotton because the cotton just sort of gets soaked and it doesn't dry out. You have to stick it somewhere. The other thing is. Um, you you can get full on shoes, but I always find that they're they're too tight. Maybe I need bigger shoes or something. But I find that once they get wet, they sort of shrink as opposed to when they get dry, as opposed to just sort of staying the same size. But you you can totally suit up that way. Uh, I I'm just gonna put out a blurb that in places like Holland or Vancouver or something like that, you heard about like hey you know we put on and I I don't know if this is English or whatever they put on a slicker. And you can get a full, like, pants and, and the whole thing, and you'll never even get wet. 
I mean, I mean, you'll the the essential layers inside will stay dry, right? Which everybody try tries to uh, argue that that's not what you want to do. You want to feel the road and get soaked and everything. Well, because I was even wondering if my wheels would be appropriate. I mean, you know, I've tested them and stuff, but it was a concern where, okay, things are going to be slippier. Right. Drivers are going to be like, oh, my God, it's raining, and freak out. (laughs) I I think it's the the apprehension factor is a big thing. It's like, uh, quite honestly... I'm the one that that sort of advocates for like everybody's always going oh get on the same arter arterials that cars run and it's like I usually on rainy days sort of stay away from them because I know that the oil has come up out of the out of the surface and now what I do is I'm taking the the slower streets and I'm taking my time I'm trying to enjoy it it's much cleaner you can breathe better and what what I find a lot of times is there's not a lot of drivers out there. It's like today I'm looking over. Well, I, I, they're proving me wrong. The 101 is packed right now. It looks like, but that could be because of an accident. But the 101 North is going okay. You you uh, said that you had um, a backlog of. I stuff. do, and we're gonna we're gonna get to it momentarily. Um, just just to briefly talk about this, uh, one of the things that's coming up today. And it's sort of occupied everybody's idea for the last, uh, I don't know, couple of weeks or since the last uh, film festival is that uh, there's a crash race going on tonight. And you're going, what? Is this some sort of race that coincides with the holiday season? So uh, everybody's getting, uh, let's see, intoxicated on uh, uh, green beer from uh, some Irish establishment? No, this That's is great. the... The where's, marathon where's the green beer? in their infinite wisdom. I, I really have to wonder about how they, you know, the city council people uh, sort of uh, planning these things. It's like, oh, let's do a marathon the day after St. Patrick's Day so all the drunks can run off people on the road in the morning when they wake up still drunk. Uh, I personally don't think that they did that. I think it was probably just... Uh, uh, Maybe some sort of flaw in the scheduling. So what do you got here? Well, it's funny because they did this race last year the called the Marathon race. Crash Race, and and what they let's let's define it. They'll define it again for us. We we have the soundtrack. We actually have the movie that played at the right. the bike film festival. We have a bootleg, so you're going to hear the soundtrack shortly. And uh, let's let's just uh, sum it up in, in a couple lines. When the marathon closes down, the streets are closed, and this is a uh, an ideal time to actually ride streets with no cars because the path is cleared for from the night before until the morning. But in that those hours, those four or five hours, it's closed. Nobody's on the streets. I.e., somebody said, "Hey, let's race the streets with bikes," and so they did. And you're going to hear from it now. And I actually got to talk to. To well, a couple people um, in the last few days, and they said, "Yeah, I've been practicing. Yeah, I got my rain gear. I got my little shell. They call it when to keep the warm." Marathon and the, crash the marathon race? crash race. March? The marathon itself is tomorrow, seven a.m. Starting out, it's called the uh, the Stadium to the Sea race. I think it is, and it starts at uh, Dodger Stadium. And in fact, they have it all blocked off there. So people are going to drive. The LA Marathon is tomorrow? Yeah, the LA it is. Marathon is tomorrow. You're looking at me like I'm making no, this I, up, I, like I'm drunk. I, I yes, I've been I drinking since six, but hey, <laughs> this is for real. So not only are you going to get people that are drunk from, you know, St. Patrick's Day out there, maybe maybe some Irish people, 
maybe some small Irish leprechauns are going to be on the road. I up from a, from a deep sleep. So the, the, is the marathon always after St. Patrick's it, it, Day? No. This is like, oh, I don't okay. know. It just sort of fell on it. Usually St. Patrick's Day is like in the middle of the week. And but it's good carb loading for the runners. A- and absolutely. I, I am a, a marathon runner. There you and go. And so I really? think I might do the bike crash. Uh, there, you, there you go. The so the I'll bike crash I'll is going to be cool. about, I think they meet at three for registration and leave at four. But... This year, they've they been meet? pre-registering. They meet at Tangs, right. and they do a On circle Sunset downtown. And, uh, fountain? Right, and they do a circle downtown, and when they get to the start downtown, they, it actually does start, and they come back. But um, this one, uh, last year, I think they got 300. Or yeah. you'll find out when we play it. All right, let's see it. Uh, we'll talk about or what they it. got this year in a minute, but let's see about winding up uh, the video player. It is... Uh, Bike, Bike Talk, Talk on Kill Radio and KPFK.org on the podcast. Here we go. Let's see if this will work for us. So this is a bootleg. So you have oh, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. We took up, we took up the wrong, the wrong one. Where did you? We brought up the the, the Vista. This was no. This was uh, well. It did show again for rehab, but this is from. Um, Downtown at the LA Independent, uh, we were able to uh, talk to somebody that, that had a camera there. We don't know who it was. Here we go. The Wolfpack <laughs> Crash Race. Give me a call and say, 
groceries. Tearing through the streets at night. It's completely illegal. It's completely dangerous. It's there is no real logic to it. Last year, 400 people showed up.
I find it so invigorating. It, it, it fills me with energy that allows me to tear the streets and, and, and go on a rampage like in a way that I don't normally do in a, in a typical, you know, sanctuary. Yeah. Stump Roadblock and Brian Jansen did the additional film work. Uh, Devin Sumo, Suno, Paul Tangus was the VFX. The sound effects, uh, sound design by Jonathan Lee. And uh, Mar Cliff Martinez, Heath, and Beck did the music. Lee Diskin, uh, drag race footage. And then Roadblock, uh, some additional midnight drag footage. And Sarah Sitkin, who we also know as Candy Kane, uh, did the photography. There's, there's actually a photo in here. There was a special thanks, but somebody's head went in the middle of that. <laughs> uh, no, it's Jessica Gary, Douglas McGow, Mitch Tatum, James Fitzpatrick, uh, Mike Blute, and I'm sorry about the other two. Maybe we'll reverse it and look at it again. It's funny. It's just people falling all over. And if you want to know more about it, 
You can always check out their website at thewolfpackhustle.com. And now you're probably wondering uh, why there, there's more of this, and we could talk more of this. Uh, we're we're going to open open up to the people in the studio just to talk about it. So uh, a thousand people have signed up for this, and they're figuring – I talked to Fab, Fabian, Fabio, Fabio, who was uh, the kid in there who was – Fabian, who is who sort of got his heart set on getting getting some tags, but he he wants to kill John the Roadie or something. This reminds me a lot of of uh, you know Jack Lindquist, who when we first started in two thousand five, he used to race and he would kill us on every race, no matter what it was, a silly race, a real race. Uh, um, what do they call those things when they go through the alleys? An alley cat. I mean, you name it, he would win. And so it would always be like, what are, what are you going to do about Jack? How are you going to beat Jack? What are you going to do Jack? And they had this whole like plan about, yeah, we're going to spike his thing. You know, he's a vegetarian. We'll, we'll feed him meat. We'll, we'll set him down. And I said, I said, this sounds like torture methods. I mean, don't they do this to people? Like they feed him pork if they're, you know, and then they ask for the, you know, signs in Abu Ghraib and stuff. And, and they, you know, and Jack used to even kid how he, how he'd, he'd, um, he'd beat himself. You know, and he and he always say, "What'd you have for breakfast, Jack?" And he go, uh, "Cigarettes and a cup of coffee." You know, <laughs> it was cool. It was cool. But but getting away from that mystique, there's all these people that are going, "How are we going to beat John the Roadie?" And then it's like, "Oh, I don't know, man. That guy's fast." And it's like all these people are fast. And um, I I was talking to uh, of all people, uh, Brian, who's uh, who who's on a racing team, and he he comes through the oven and. He turned his act around, you know, from being in high school and kicked out of high school to coming back in high school. And cycling really was almost like a an inroad. You know, he biked and, and they saw he was putting some sort of effort and really dedicated to something. And it just opened up all the school. And now he's in college and going to uh, college. I think he's taking a photography class and everything. But But the big thing was he took the ride last week. You know, let's cut to the race again because we can't talk about people and lives and turning their life around. We have to let's get to the nitty gritty. Who's doping? Who's not doping? <laughs> yeah, who's a dope? Who's pushing dope? Who shoved me there? Come there's on, a lot of doping no, going on. But, in this, uh, but yeah, there's a lot of dope on this show. Yes. So now this but, race isn't for like a total novice like me. This is for like no, the real kids no. Who know how you can do no. now. See, that's the thing. Everybody always thinks that we're we're exclusive in the bike committee, but we're inclusive. As I look at a clown here, it looks like the. The insane clown posse here on the website. Because I want but, to go down just to check it out. But, but yeah, exactly. There's there's going to be apparently a thousand people that are serious about this thing that have pre-signed up, and then there's people like me that just sort of show up and say, "Yeah, I got a race for Team Pigeon," and they sort of laugh at you, and you get out there on a flying pigeon, and you know, I'd like to see them all on the same bike. I'd like to see it like the the little five hundred, you know, or. Guys get there on the same bike and they they get the same kind of things, you know, all Roadmaster AMFs or something. But but this is not breaking away. This is the crash race, and so they show up on every kind of thing from fixed gear to gear bikes, and they give away uh, a set of dog tags. You heard that alluded to, just one a piece to everyone. And they kid that Lance doesn't have a set of dog tags, and all these other people have, don't have sets of dog tags. Uh, and Breaking Away is, I think, one of my all-time favorite movies. Well, so I, I could be like on my own cutter team. But, but yeah, exactly. But there, there, there's people. These are new kids that Breaking Away was like. You know, I saw it because it was Italian, and it was like my girlfriend goes, "Oh, isn't it great to fall in love with Italian, Italian people?" And she's like speaking Italian and everything. So Italian people versus, you know, 
it, it was a bike film and his father is a, a car, used car salesman. So it was almost like trying to get a grip on the 1970s and that whole like gas thing, but it just is cyclic. It's come around again with the, uh, uh, the Republicans sort of blaming us for like, yeah, we should drill, drill, drill. But, uh, quite honestly, there's, there's nowhere to drill. And the, the offset is, uh, you know, the, the stuff leaks and they're going, Oh, it's okay. And uh, you, you know, even if you're a young kid, you remember just a few months ago that, uh, or, okay. I'm not, it's not like kids uh, a year ago, at least that, that whole coast was just underwater and they're saying, Oh, it's all fixed now. And it's like, you talk to the locals and it's like, they can't even beg to get people to come there. It's like every other thing is about getting people to come back to the, the Southern Gulf in Louisiana. And while it, it cosmetically might be clean, there's, they, they're going to need more input and stuff. So in one way, I feel sort of torn to between supporting it. In another way, I, I feel like, well, we, we did it to ourselves, And while we're more efficient than we were back when, um, Nixon declared a war on oil or the the use of it. Uh, now we're more efficient, and they've opened up, I think, places like North Dakota to drilling and stuff, and because of new technology, we can have more oil, but I don't know if that's really the case. I think we have to define things like conservation or, as we talked earlier about uh, – maybe making that one trip that's only a couple blocks away instead of getting out the SUV, just taking your bike. Right. I mean, you know, uh, when you uh, see, you know, prices like five bucks a gallon, yeah. and that I have last well, this th- past year, discovered the Metro and, you know, riding bike. Oh, absolutely. Like bringing that onto the Metro. And, the econ- and, and if you take that same $5 and put it to the Metro and yeah. support them, quite honestly, you can ride all day now. Yeah, exactly. For five which bucks. Which is like, Five I did bucks. that the other day, yeah. You know, right. one gallon, five bucks. I mean, how many places? I often have gone out of my way to see how much I can abuse the Metro to get that money, squeeze that $5 and say, ha, ha, ha. Here's the other way to do it. Okay, so. $75 yeah. dollars a month and you are, this is a car. Well, without seeing like we're a commercial for, for Metro, we're talking about how how Metro, in theory, you could get a Metro Pass today or a token. Here, I'm going to pull it out because somebody, I think this is... Um, Ricky gave me a token that says, and it, and it looks like something. I remember showing this to my dad. And he says, what, what the hell is that? It looks like one of those red car tokens. And I said, it is, except we call it now the red line or the blue line. And he was amazed because um, he, he would go out of his, his way because it was nostalgic to him. But it was like I was looking at it like, hey, this is great. It's going exactly where I want to go. And sometimes in a weird kind of weird thing, it does go to where you want. Yeah. And so you take it. Yeah. Now, it doesn't it, do that, I think for me at least 50% of the time yeah, yeah. but the other 50% of the time it's perfect like today it is going where i'm going the rain has died down so i might ride a little bit but if it really starts to pour you can always get on yeah. it maybe i'll Which, mimic that's the that's the brilliant line. thing of mixing it up yeah. if yeah. you have your bike exactly. you can get on the metro it's easy yeah. i mean the buses are a little bit more intermodal i think they call that that yeah. phase so the crash race now you're saying, why well, am I going to bring it up with a crash race? Well, if you're in Santa Monica, we don't have that expo line yet. It was yeah. supposed to open up. Perhaps, maybe I won't do it this year, but next year when it really starts pouring for this thing, I can get on the expo line. But now there's still bus lines that come back. I think the four. The only thing with a bus line is it's it's not like a train where there's a car and every car has a certain amount of space set aside for, uh, uh, let's see, uh, luggage. The bike and maybe a, a stroller. The bus only has uh, the two uh, little things on the front. Or now they're going three. 
as we hear one kneeling in front of us out here in, in, in traffic. That's what that sound is. But uh, this might be a good alternative to get back so you don't have to ride the whole way back to uh, uh, mm-hmm. downtown. Unless you're really sort of like, oh, yeah, I did 30. I'm doing another 30 to get back to where I started. <laughs> but uh, hopefully you'll just ride home after that and be exhausted. But uh, I know some people are trying to figure it out. And and I, I say this because if you've ever watched a bike race, there's always seems to be like an entourage of like support vehicles and cars and, and guys and doctors, everything, along with all the, the hoopla that, that follows the thing. Well, or or precedes the race. So this time, um, um, you you were talking about like, oh, is it for serious people? It is, but there, some people have noticed that hey, nobody's on these streets. And finally, I I heard tale there were three sound bikes. So people have put sound systems on bicycles, and they're going to ride tonight too after the real races get started, just to do the course and have fun. So that might be the one I do, because let's be honest, it's it's St. Patrick's Day. Dude, free green fries? What is that? I mean, is it is it just stuff they left out for six months and they had to get rid of it? I mean, let, let's be honest. There's so much crap going on tonight. My friend's birthday party. Uh, I mean, and I, I don't mean that's crap. No, none of it's... You know, crap, crap. I mean, but there's so much stuff going on. Could be a bike bear crawl. There and, you could know. be a bike bear crawl. I know they do that in in San Francisco and and stuff. I, I'm looking at this as becoming tradition that that you know let the racers race, and then there's people like me that might race. But I, I'm let's be honest. I I they're even giving away a bike for DFL. You have to get out there and track stand. So if you're so slow like me, and you're only going to track stand for a second or two, you might. You know, there's there's a chance. I mean, I, they're looking at like getting tags. I'm looking at getting the bike. Let's be honest. Like, I need another bike. I've got bikes here at Kill Radio now for the bike share program, which I we haven't even touched on yet. We're gonna start about that next month. But it's the idea that uh, it took something, and I'm gonna give them credit, like occupied, to get a bike share program going. So it, it's just. It's infectious. I know that the the bike oven has a bike share, and we have two out. And everybody goes, oh, aren't you afraid they're going to get stolen? They've already come back once. They've already made a couple trips on the bike share. So now uh, it's inspired us here at the station to do it, too. Well, anyway, uh, that being said, tonight um, there is a pre-sign-up, and they've already done it online on wolfpackhustle.com. You can pre-sign up. Uh, Last year, I think they got a grand total of like maybe five, and only three showed up because of the rain. This year, they got a thousand. So, I, I talked to Fab. I don't even know what I think his, his name is. Fabian. Fab. 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 Five. He only. Yeah, we're we're gonna get to momentarily. Okay, we're gonna get to a lot of other things, and we talked about how uh, some. <laughs> Some of, some of the rides is about building community and stuff. And so uh, one of the things that we did in the last few weeks is we were out there on the Tweed ride. And I don't want to compare the Tweed ride, which is fun and fantastic and lots of people getting around, to uh, a, a drunken in the middle of the night kind of run. But it was it was fun, too. So what I'm going to do here is I got to talk to people about uh, getting around on Tweed. Uh, we're going to talk about that. If you want more about the crash ride, give us a call here at uh, – Kill Radio 213-252-0998. If you're listening to the podcast on KPFK, you can always check out their website and find out who won. Or if you're listening live on the KFK podcast, I don't know how that would work. Probably some time warp. 
you can always check it out at Midnight Riders. Um, in fact, you can check out a lot of rides at MidnightRiders.com and the Wolfpack Hustle, which meets on Monday night. They they did a, a test ride, I think, of the race last Monday, and people were amazed at how fast they were coming in. Uh, so uh, even somebody like Brian, he tried the race, and he was trying to figure out. He says, oh, he was kicking himself. He says, oh, I came in an hour 10 because he knew John the Road. He came in an hour. And I'm going, well, dude, didn't you have to stop and stuff? And he says, well, I took, a, I took that into account. An hour 10, you know, I don't see anybody doing on a flying pigeon, and I challenge you to get out there. I don't know, but it, like I said before, if it's really raining, I may have to stay home and pump out my basement. So it's a little bit of, you know, if I had a support team, maybe maybe Lance could pump out the basement and I could ride the race or, or something. Or, well, anyway, that being said, uh, let's see about uh, community rides and getting people out there in the community. Um, one one last thing. We were going to play a little bit of, of um, Don, who we always think about just racing and stuff with these things. He was downtown um, for one of the police meetings, and uh, we're going to play that in its entirety later today on Talk is Still Cheap because there's there's a lot to be said. But right now, let's get to uh, the tweet ride when I got to meet people. Apparently, this this uh, is prohibited. This this uh, here, Wait a second. Let me hit play again. Oh, the operation is prohibited. Well, we've, we've hit a snag here, but we're going to get back to it. You're going to clean the disc. That's me blowing the disc. That's that's consists of cleaning. It's gone back. It's reading. And you're going, God, is this really necessary for a bike show? No, this will be the stuff we edit out for the podcast. We're going to try it once now. No editing. Come to the L.A. Tweed Ride. <laughs> that's it. So we have a great tour of Hollywood today scheduled for you. We're going to see some historic sites that were prominent in the 1920s and 30s, and we're going to learn a little bit about them. Before we start, I just want to go over the rules of the ride. So first of all, the ride leaders on this ride are wearing yellow armbands. If you're a ride leader, can you raise your hand so people know who you are? Please follow the directions of the ride leaders. They're here to keep you safe. They're here to show you how to properly ride in traffic. Peter will be leading this ride. Peter, you make a hand. Peter planned a great route for us today, so I want to thank him for that. Brian will be the sweep of this ride. Brian, can you raise your hand? Brian will make sure that no one goes behind him. Please do not fall behind. If you do fall behind, Brian will wait with you and make sure you don't get lost. Please do not pass Peter in the front. So just a few few rules before we leave. On two-lane streets, we're going to take one lane. Please stay in one lane. On four-way streets, we're going to stay to the right as much as possible. Please watch out for the door zone. That's the area that's three to four feet from car to car doors. A lot of these residents are cars. So please be careful. And stay out of the door zone. Door zone! We're going to make courteous roll-throughs at stop signs. Um, we will make sure that the intersections are clear. Please stop at all traffic lights. Um, if there, there's a traffic light and it turns red, a ride leader will make sure that, you're, um, that you know where you're going and will stop with you. So please do not blow through stop lights. We're trying to follow most of the traffic rules. I set a good example. Most! Yeah. Well, except for the stop signs. Most! <laughs> So thank you for girls. coming out, and we're going to have a great ride. We're going to leave in a few minutes. If you haven't signed a waiver, um, please sign a waiver. Brian is selling raffle tickets for a new Belgian cruiser bicycle. Ooh. We're going to be raffling it off at our after party at the Cat and Fiddle Pub. So if you Ooh. want a chance, it's $5 for a raffle ticket and see Brian. We also have prizes from Trek, like hats and uh, tires and hats. shoes. So 
So buy a raffle ticket and have a great time. Thanks, everyone. Oh, oh. So, so somebody has told me we played part of this, but we're going to play a couple of the interviews. I noticed uh, there's a lot of guys here. How, how do you deal with guys that are mashing you? Huh? Nah, I just ignore them. <laughs> you ignore them? Do you ever tell them, hey, you know, <laughs> it's a tweet ride. You know? Have you been having a lot of a lot of fun out on these cycle rides? Yeah, I think the last one I went to was the one, um, the Made in LA ride. Ooh. That was really nice. And, and what what do you remember most about that cycle ride? Um, they were giving out free salsa. Free salsa? Oh, I'm on the wrong ride today, am I? All right, hey, well, nice talking to you. What was your first name again? Nadia. Nadia, very nice to see you. Well, Alistair, we see. Oh, you're going to bust out the new bike. Oh, oh. Yeah. I have to I have to take it for a couple rides to fine tune it. Yeah, what, what is this is this is pretty awesome here. I think I could look at that all day. We don't even have to go on a ride. You know? Yeah, that's true. Very nice, very nice. So obviously getting around town today yeah. in a in a thick coat or something. Did you ride all the way? Or did no, you... we took the train to. Vermont. Very nice. So you did get on the train, Metro. The train. That's a that's yeah. a great kind of elegant way to get around yeah. town. And I know that in between these things, if it gets too tiring or you uh -huh. get too hot in the tweed, you can always jump back that's on the true. Metro. That's true. Air conditioned. Yeah. Look at they're still screaming over there. I know. What about? What are you wearing? Who are you wearing? Or how do they ask that when they ask who am I wearing? I wear, I, I'm, I think um, it's it's gorgeous, very gorgeous. Well, and, and especially look at this bike. My God, that's my lights. I, I kidded with Steve You'll see Ray. It later. It's I kidded with Steve Ray about like now they're going to be asking you, you know, what are you riding? What are you riding? Yeah. yeah. This is the Amsterdam. It's very pretty. With a new kickstand though. Check that. Oh, I like that one. It's like it's a motorcycle totally kickstand. Stable. Look at that. Yeah. Oh, I think you're going to see more of those. Nice. Yeah. So uh, we got a call. Somebody wanted to know uh, where they can get the book. I, I think it's on Amazon, but uh, I know they have a, a plethora of these over at the uh, Flying Pigeon. Uh, what is that? 3714 North Figueroa. I don't know the exact address, but it's right next to the bike oven there on Figueroa in lovely downtown um, Highland Park, or is it? It's not downtown Highland Park. It's like cusp of Highland Park, and I think technically it's still Cypress. But here's more people on the tweet right. Ah, very nice. I like it. I like it. No, no. This, this guy's got a great crate. Seriously, when you're when you're not on these tweed rides, do you take it around town and throw all your stuff in there? Not as much as I should. Yeah. Well, I like it. I like it a lot. Did you take it on Ciclavia and the LA River? Well, Ciclavia. There you go. That's that's worth its weight in gold right there. And I'm I'm noticing how beautifully your patchly is. Look at this. The basket. You, you know, see, that's so I, I skipped over that. Here. I don't know if you heard that. We could slow it and play the little clip like it's uh, Planet of the Apes. You know, dissect, dissect. But. Uh, they said they stick their dog in the front, so it's animal-friendly. Uh, and we want to remind you that the, the Breast Friends are doing their little uh, uh, adopting. And I know we were riding around and just, oh, it's horrible. Some of these streets, they put up these big poster signs about adopt and whatever. Not not that I, I uh, don't think they should be adopted, but they, uh, they refrained from doing it in Koreatown. And they said, well, you know, because they'll eat the dogs. And I want to just dispel that. My Korean neighbors have a dog. They're not eating it. 
Let's be honest. It's not like puppy veal or something. They're not f- feeding their dog. Can I get on here for a yeah, you can get on. All right. <laughs> you just. Well, um, I I'm being told now. I'm being shotgunned the, here. The censors have called. <laughs> we can't talk no about longer, puppy veal. It's no longer even a current stereotype that Koreans eat. Uh, no. No, but but that's, they that's the reason there's no big adopt things here in L.A. And I think it, it's it's evil. That's, that that should reason? be it. So they say. I, I think it's just what crap. You, so so that was the tweet the tweed ride. Yeah, that was a tweed ride. Uh, there's also been the opening up, and we we talked about it a little bit. We have live footage of the Sunset Triangle, uh, that area opening. I think we're going to save that for later. But uh, we got a call about. Uh, a roadblock in his infrastructure that he did. Uh, what it was is the LAPD came out. Roadblock is Ro- Don Ward. Uh, well, we, we're should we can we say that or should I'm we just not. call him Almond Joy because we are He's a kill radio. He has many DJ names. Almond Joy. He of many names. Yes, too tall Jamal. Uh, anyway, He's one, the one of the, one of these fellows in his in his alias crash race? was at uh, downtown um, when the LA police uh, uh, they have their little um, sort of soiree there where they take complaints and they discuss in front of the public uh, some of the issues and so some of the public comment is open to everybody the, the and they police? did it about that's right bikes here, here they are. No, no, no. This is for you. I'm noticing the dogs and everything. I, okay, are you going to try this yeah. place? I, I hit the wrong button. Here, hold on a second. We're going to go back to it. Go back to the top thing. Ah, this is evil. She's, she's saying she lives here. You're both. The, the DVD is slow, so what we're going to do is we're trying to take it off display here. There we go. All right, let's go. One more. Kill Radio. <laughs> KPFK on the podcast. What happens is the speed limit increase goes up in a residential area or, you know, basically any urban area where people are walking and biking. The speed limit goes up, the drivers see the speed limit, and they go, oh, I should be driving 45 miles an hour right here, you know, or I should be driving 40 miles an hour. And... That encourages them to speed up, and then they jam on their brakes at the next light. And really, the only thing that happens is they waste gas, they put us in danger, and they're still averaging 20 to 25 miles an hour on the streets, as they are in any urban setting anywhere in the world. You are not going to blast through some urban setting with driveways and residential and businesses at any more than, you know an average speed of 20 to 25 miles an hour. So raising the speed limit is bogus, and the LAPD should stop advocating for raised speed limits. And, that, and they're doing that. They're doing that a lot. They've been doing it over the last four years. We've seen streets go from 35 to 45 miles an hour, and it's wrong. The second thing is, and I don't know who here has been in a collision. Anybody? Collision, collision, collision. I've been in one, I've been in one. The cops just treat it like any other collision, you know? Like, the, the problem is, is that even when there is a license plate taken down or when there is any kind of evidence in, say, a hit and run situation, if you're not injured or you're not, seri- you're not killed, they're not on it. They're not 
immediately running the plate and going to that person's house. So evidence is lost. We'll get mad at you for even calling them sometimes. Exactly. So we, as pedestrians and cyclists, have a right to the streets. Drivers have gone through, you know, uh, training, training to operate this heavy machinery on our public streets. They're the ones that need to be careful, you know? They're the ones that have a privilege. We're all pedestrians, we're all cyclists, we're all users of the road. We have the right to be here, they have a privilege. So we need the LAPD to recognize that and treat us differently. Treat us with an elevated sense of, of urgency. We want the people that operate heavy machinery to be concerned that they're gonna hit somebody. There's a crosswalk ahead. Slow down. A crosswalk means slow down. A crosswalk should mean something. And when a, a person gets hit in a crosswalk, it's like society just shrugs it off, the cops just shrug it off. I want to see that attitude change because it's making it dangerous for us. Deborah is on the uh, Pedestrian Advisory Committee. She's been working for pedestrian issues for a long time. Um, I really respect her opinion and I'd like for her to, to speak. And if any of you guys, I mean, she's here to speak and, and educate us. And, uh, you know, you maybe you want to introduce yourself. Sure. Hi, I'm Deborah Murphy. I've met some of you at different opportunities. Um, I'm an urban planner and uh, architect and work on a lot of streetscape design and park things, so public open space has been my focus. Um, I've worked for the city for about 10 years, I've worked for a number of architecture firms, landscape firms, and now I have my own business, Department of Urban Design and Planning, and I've been chair of the city's pedestrian advisory committee since 1998 as well. Um, founder of Los Angeles Walks, which over too much time has just been me and not enough other people to help, but now I've got a, a good group of folks, uh, Lexus Lance from the Bike Coalition, we've signed up so that we're uh, looking at the nonprofit status of the Bike Coalition um, if we want to do fundraising. So actually we're going to have a fundraiser on uh, April 21st, I'll pass these around, I'll so save the date feel here. Um, and our focus is on all of the issues about safety, number one, as well as encouraging more people to walk and making sure that our streets are engineered and designed correctly so that drivers don't want to speed, that they are getting to slow down and that crosswalks um, are more visible, that we have wider sidewalks, that we deal with um, all those issues as well as education issues, which like part of today is about education as well as enforcement issues with the LAPD. Um, and uh, we want to also look at evaluations. We want to test out ideas and see if they work and then evaluate them. So it's that kind of five E's. It's the same stuff with the, with the bike issues. Important factor is that 60% of hit and runs are with pedestrians. So that's a fact I'm going to point out today since hit and runs is pretty much the focus of today, John. But we also want to talk about the speeding. Is that the... Hit runs and speed limit yeah. increases. Speed limit yeah. increases need to stop. Hit and run crime, no matter your injury, it needs to be elevated. We need to protect people that have a right to be on the street. 
And uh, and one in five pedestrians that are killed are killed in hit and run. 18%, almost 20% of people are hit. That's a national um, figure. It's kind of hard to get all of them over the stuff because things are reported or whatever. That's so, another thing. The LAPD's statistics yeah. are really sloppy. It's really hard to get accurate statistics. And here we have the LADOT advocating based on statistics that that are not they're not real. They're not. They're underreported. We have some numbers, right? Isn't it? Wasn't the last year there were like. 1,200-something hit and runs. This is, this is Bobby, who does the Ciclavia, and he's part of that steering committee. And he also is, uh, I think, he's an LACBC member. I always see him running around with the uh, the bike valet. Uh, he's been doing that, too. So all these guys, you sort of get weaned into it. And if you're like me, going, oh, I don't know if I can volunteer all this stuff. All I want to do is ride my bike. Yeah, you can do that, too. You can come down. So what what the deal was is they were trying to get people to come down for the meeting and actually talk about issues that concern them. LAPD also, because it's their open meeting, had some reports about uh, use of force. And um, it's funny because they don't want to talk about what it's called, so they'll, they'll have this almost like alphabet soup of these things. And you're going, hey, man, what does this have to do with bikes? Well, it's funny because that's how they treat everything. Um, everybody was has been asking me, it's like, why do we see so many cops out here? I said, I think it's simple training for them because they're looking at containing terrorists and everything. And it's like, well, let's practice on the bike riders. They're a group. And it's like, no, you shouldn't be practicing on anybody. You should be making the environment and the, the uh, just – the, the general kind of zeitgeist simple for everybody instead of like making it hard on everybody, finding out why people want to revolt and, and protest and stuff instead of like, and fix those problems instead of just saying, hey, we'll create a force to sort of band aid this. As I say this, we're going to get oh, back yeah. to the comments there. And we're bike talking again. A, a lot more, a third of all accidents are actually hit and run. That was a quarter. That total is 19,000. Yeah, it was 19,000 collisions, right? 2011. But hit and run, no hit and run. Oh, he couldn't work for like four or five days because he was just yeah. like covered with scabs and he was like totally bruised. But, you know, so he didn't even bother to call it in because he knows like he didn't see the license. It's like it's done. Wow. So when we go in there, there's a, there's a, the way, the way that I see it, there's some, there's some theatrics involved. We're not, we're not angry, you know, there isn't like a case that we're all rallying behind somebody we knew died, although people have died recently, you know, we just don't know them, but we're just going in there as concerned citizens. We're asking the LAPD for basically two things, to elevate maybe we're asking for three things there's there's this it's 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 difficult you want to give them clear asks and we have yeah. so much to ask for but but i say we come back for the next one yeah it's best yeah. to focus so it's speed limit increases hit and runs and stop advocating for speed limit increases find ways to enforce speed limits they're talking there's this like really convoluted issue called the 85th percentile rule here, where the LAPD is saying we can't enforce speed limits because 85% or I, I don't even know how the hell it works but they 
can't enforce the speed limits with radar because most of the people are breaking the speed limit. So there's some kind of California law. Basically, if 85% of the people law. are going, let's say the speed posted speed limit is 35. If 85% of the people are going 38 miles an hour, they have to raise the speed limit to 40, according to the state law. So the new, the one they're trying to revise is to, to say that you can round down. So it would stay at 35. But the fact that they even bother to do this is insane. These are the streets where kids go to school. LAUSD has never even been on a list to be notified of these things. So when we called them with the four different ones that were going to go out in the San Fernando Valley, LAP, uh, LAUSD says nobody's talked to us and we don't want any of these people. What are your three asks? What are your three asks? The three asks are elevate the status of hit and run crimes against vulnerable users, pedestrians and cyclists, the ones that have a right to be on the streets. Um, stop advocating for speed limit increases on behalf of the LAPD. Stay out of it, you know. Let's go. Then we're gonna, the next action is going to be talking to the LADOT about this policy, but the LAPD shouldn't be advocating for speed limit increases. We agree with you. Fine. We'll figure, out how, figure out how to, how to regulate speed without radar. Um, Done. Quick, quick question. Yeah. The metric for serious injury, is that legislative or is that like policy? California state law. The metric that says a serious injury is broken bone. Yeah. That's okay. But on a city level, they can they can still, you know, if you get. Just take things more seriously. You know, they, yeah, yeah. You got to play. <laughs> go to the guy's house. What's your third one? Your third one is crosswalk. I think it's going to be those two asks, those right? Two yeah. Speed limit increases in hit runs. It's clear. It's easy. What do you think? This guy. <laughs> so that was the pre-show kind of getting ready for, that's right, meeting the uh, LAPD at their meeting and stuff. And um, there, there was all sorts of, uh, let's just say, uh, uh, talk. And um, we're, we'll get to it. There's also the how they measured uh, the violence thing, and that's what I was talking about. Uh, use of force, or as I told you before, UFOs, UOFs. Apparently, and this is just the, the buzz, and, and you're saying, what does this have to do with bikes? I'm going to warn everybody right now that the use of force, they've pinned it down with their metrics to one day a week between certain hours. So here it is for you. Thursday is a new Saturday for killing, it seems. There's no Saturday night specials. There's Thursday night specials. It seems from 6 to 12 o'clock on a Thursday night, you are more apt to have a use of force against you, either by a police officer using some sort of thing. And you're saying, well, should I just stay in on a Thursday night? I would advocate against this. I would say go out and meet this force with enjoyment. Try to get into a venue early, though. Make sure that the cop that's there is not loading and armed and pointing the weapon at you. So I could be joking about this, but I'm deadly serious. Thursday between 6 and midnight seems to be the prime time to get shot. That means that you, 1201 comes around, you will not get shot. It just means that that's the most likely time, which is really sad. Nick is pulling the mic up. I think he's going to tell me something. This has nothing to do with bikes, right? No, I mean, I guess you could be on a bike and have forces. Yes, exactly. That's what I'm trying to advocate, that... The, the ideal way that I deal with this is to talk people down, 
try not to be in some sort of situation where the police officer is pulling me over or saying, all right, what are you doing on that bike? And you're just saying, well, I'm, I'm recreating some sort of scene I saw in Reverend Phil's uh, bike smut thing, which will surely get me uh, arrested. But I like to believe that there's other reasons to be out on a bike, uh, transportation-wise and stuff. We're, we're picking up a little bit of... Uh, there right, well, you go. Great show today. Uh, check another... I, I think it, it it's in, it's improving only because uh, people are getting involved in it. And um, we're, we're going to have more about that. You'll notice that we... You're going, well, you didn't even get to the, the public comment on this. Yes, exactly, only because we, we had so little time because of uh, some other things where we'll be playing some of it. Uh, later uh, today, maybe, on Talk is Still Cheap, which okay, is the public is affairs show. Is another show which is another show we do here at, at Kill Radio. At Kill Radio. That uh, we sort of let some of it overflow, but we, we sort of recap it here on Bike Talk. Uh, Bike Talk, uh, also, we got to talk to some other people there, uh, including... Um, where? At this uh, uh, public comment at the LAPD thing with people like uh, uh, Mr. Ted Rogers, who uh, does a blog called Biking L.A., mm-hmm. Bike Riding L.A., is it? Or yeah, we might LA talk to bike Ted riding. in a couple he, of, uh, He's done some, some things about that. But uh, we, he but was there commenting on it. And time. He, we're, we're out of time, and so we're, uh, we're just going to say that uh, uh, Chief Beck was also at this meeting, and he uh, talked about it. And... Um, it, it's it's a different atmosphere. We like to believe that's that's happening here in Los Angeles. With uh, if the, if they're not listening, at least they're getting involved to listen. And uh, Chief Beck was actually instrumental there in listening to everybody. He didn't leave early like I have another meeting or something like some of the city council people have done in the past. So it's great to see him. Um, when was and, this? And this was uh, I think on the sixth of March. And the only reason we're approaching it now about ten eleven days later is because we. Uh, we got involved with uh, some other issues here at Kill Radio, and we finally have gotten. To be honest, uh, some of our equipment is old here, and we just now digitized it. But okay, uh, so it was we'll a great talk show. About Let, it next let's week. just say it was a great show. Yes, and we're going to put on a bike uh, theme, bike well, bike we, musical kind of. A, yeah, a, a, I, I played a new song for the opening, and now I'm going to awesome. play a new song for the closing. All right. Well, thank you, every Los Angeles and, and the and world. So, but let's just go over real quick. We had the the. Um, People Nomi from Lions. Vancouver. We had the people from Vancouver. We had the, Naomi from Naomi from um, Confessions of a Equal. Who was also from Vancouver? She's the one who's been from Vancouver. Oh, oh. And her director. You spoke oh, to. Oh, uh, David. And this is Janet. Janet's here. Hello, hello, hello. Who, who well, we might like, see tomorrow like at the crash race? And, who isn't from Vancouver? And so we also had Steve Bowers from our early flash from the blast from the. It's Steve, Steve, and um, who has nothing to do with, but he's heard of Vancouver. I think saw the Tweed ride. You know, it's we funny because the they're both from uh, the, the silly thing about this this whole week and this Canadian theme is on television. And I, I'm just going to be brief okay. in the last thirty seconds. They've been showing repeats of stuff on certain venues. One of the ones they've done is Paper Paper Lion, which is about. Uh, George Plimpton and his foray into sports and writing about it, which is something that I've always thought I should do uh, with the Flying Pigeon, mm-hmm. you know, chicken leather, talking about bike riding. The other thing is they've been showing Canadian Bacon, which is Michael Moore's first film about a fictitious war between Canada and the United States. Uh, there's the war economy is so bad that we need to boost our economy so we have a fictitious war. I don't think we have to do that. I think we could do it. 
and this is where it comes into reality. Instead of drilling or getting more oil, it's standing right in front of us. Why isn't one of these Republicans going, you know what? I have the solution. We get everybody on bikes. We conserve more. And that that's right. that's how we're going to get around the president. Except, you know what? It's not part of their agenda. It's more about the no. president's agenda to come out and say, you know, I've been bike riding with my family. Yeah. It's a family thing. Yeah. What do you say? One day a week, we just sort of dedicate ourselves to bike. Can that's you imagine idea. what that would do? It's a great Dude, idea. Dude, it's a green thing. It, it stays within the thing. It's not It's not like breaking any rules. All right. All right. I and just so we also had that. the tweet. I was trying to recap what we did. So we had the tweed ride. We uh, did do a little bit of tweed. The, the marathon crash race, which is today. And there's also the mosey after it. People, if they want to ride with some sound bikes and say they did 26 miles, but they want to not do it at a blistering insane place and not have to kill people coming down San Vicente because you have to make the turn around all those fixed guys killing themselves. You might want to do the mosey. Cool. I'm somewhere between the two. What time is the mosey? Uh, it, it leaves like maybe 10 minutes after the original one. Oh, so you do the same ride just if, slow? What I'm hoping to do is go so slow that the mosey catches up to me. <laughs> yeah, but it's only 10 minutes after. I think well, that shouldn't be too hard. All right. Maybe they'll make it a little more. We'll put that uh, out So there. I just see the Cabaret Confessions of an Eco Diva is March 22nd to March 25th, 8 p.m. If, if, I was going to read the website. Oh, okay. But uh, also at the, the physical location. The is, worldwide, it's at uh, 1107 North Kings Road. The Matcha Theater? Down the block from King's Cafe. Mm-hmm. I love that place. Yeah, everybody TMZ that always place. hangs out there and they go, aren't you famous? And I go... Aren't you stupid asking me if I'm famous? <laughs> Do they always ask you? I, I just love it. Now I kid them and they go, oh, you're the guy on the bike. And I go, well, I could drive my car, but I don't I don't feel like I have to get my car out just so you guys can chase after it. I said, try to catch me on the bike. And they go, oh, no, no. Oh, no, no. You are famous for riding your bike. Ah, there you go. So um, yeah, I think the, everybody can be famous for riding their bike. So the, the show is called uh, Cabaret Confessions of A Good Diva, the hilarious musical journey of one woman's struggle to find the balance between glamour and environmentalism. That's that's a big one. The one I always find is people apologizing me for not riding their bike. I, I, I wish that would happen. Like, it's okay. I'm not your confessor. I'm not, like, going to give you absolution. This, do, do 10 kickstands and a, and a, and a re-greasing your bottom bracket. By the way, uh, on this St. Patrick's Day, would this uh, Are you going to sing something Irish now, um, Steve? I wish, I wish I knew some things. But, um, uh, Danny boy? You know, yeah. Um, would this qualify as a bike banter? It is bike banter, and we're going to end it and here because we've gone talk. over. Okay. All right. Play Every the St. music. Patrick's Day, LA, and the world. Mighty man, get on that bicycle. It's Captain Jack. Little bums, 
No more chasing after mums. No more would you like to dance. No more, I just need the chance. Everything I really need is riding round the front of seats. No more to go to waste. With you pressed against my face, life would be oh so sweet. If I was a bicycle seat, ride, ride, little cheek. Sit on me, I'm a bicycle seat.